0: Dog, Guess who's back? Still, Still doing that shit. I'm it over for show. Yeah. Check me out. It's still Trey D. Uh-huh. A.K. Uh-huh. Though I've grown a can't keep it home a lot. Cause when I frequent the spots that I'm known
1: to rock, you hit a bass from the truck when I'm on the block. Ladies, they pay homage, but haters say Trey fell off. The Chronic. You guys know it. Hell yeah. Dr. Dre. Little bit of Snoop Dogg on that track as well. Just waiting for Kid Crypto to come on. We'll see if he pops on. Hell yeah, Dr. Dre. Still doing my thing. Alright, well, let's see. We'll give crypto, kid crypto like another minute or so to come on, and if not, I'll just start and wrap it up. Got a couple things we do want to talk about. Oh, he just sent me a text saying I won't let him join. I don't know why. That don't make any sense. But uh, maybe he must be having some problems on his end, so... Let's get it going here. Um, so, just want to talk about two things really today. One, the news broke from Binance, which I'm sure everyone out there has seen. And then the other thing I want to re- re- talk about real quick was um, the coming Bitcoin ETF. When it's going to come, God only knows. But um sent out a tweet a week or so ago and... Um, No, a couple of weeks ago, that was the one that went nuts with over 50,000 views. Um, And we'll touch base about that um, in a bit here. Oh, here's Kid Crypto. He's on. Hey, Kid Crypto. You made it. Yeah, I don't know
0: why it wouldn't let me. I had a hard time. I had to stop and start again.
1: Yeah. I don't know, sometimes shit like that happens, you know. I I started out playing a little Dr. Dre with Snoop Dogg. (laughs) Um, So I was just saying, I I was going to talk today about um, the Binance news that came out this afternoon and then talk a little bit more about that Bitcoin ETF. Um, But before we get into it, what did you do over the weekend? Anything good?
0: Uh, Hey, I finally went. There you go. Yeah, we're we're definitely we're definitely getting better. I went down to the beach and spent I don't know I guess we were there for a couple hours.
1: It was, it was nice weather down here, man. It's been really really nice. Yeah, perfect time of year down there. What um how was the beach crowded?
0: No, no, really, we don't. We went to a spot called the uh, Turtle Beach. And, uh, it really wasn't that crowded. It's not crowded there. Plus, I don't think all of the snowbirds are down here yet.
1: Yeah, no, they come down after Thanksgiving.
0: Yeah, so it's pretty good after that. But I'm telling you, the, tra- the traffic's starting down here for sure. Oh, I'm
1: sure. It sucks. The, uh, there was a guy that, when I was a retail broker back, back in the day, it was a, an old man. He would... Um, God, he was like in his 80s, and he was still working, right? He was still working as a retail broker. I don't blame him, right? He had a book worth millions and millions of dollars. But he would go from, um, I think he left right after Thanksgiving, and he would spend the whole winter down there, and he would work out of an office down there. And then he came back after Easter. And uh, down, uh, I don't know where. Fort Lauderdale or West Palm or something. He absolutely loved it. Yeah, it's, 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 it's the only thing down here is the cost of everything. Yeah, I mean, gas is
0: now coming down to about three three bucks, but the housing down here is totally ridiculous. That's how much I <laughs> thought.
1: Yeah, everything's gone nuts. I you know I listen I listen to podcasts and I've done some research and. Um, Real estate has gone bonkers in Florida, but there's so much going on in Florida. So, you know, if you are, um, you know, if you're looking to to start a business or you're hustling or whatever, it's literally the place to be because, so there, I think I told you last time there's more, there was more growth in venture capital money going to Miami in particular than there was growth in venture capital money in Silicon Valley. So there's obviously more money in Silicon Valley for venture capitalists, but the growth was phenomenal. And then there was a whole podcast the other day. It was on, um, was it? It was either Bloomberg's podcast or the Wall Street Journal's podcast. It was all centered around Miami and how Miami is becoming the new Wall Street.
0: Yeah, with with Miami going. Uh, what, going all in on that Bitcoin stuff? Yeah. I bet you. I bet you there's a lot of people that are starting to understand it. And there's a lot of stuff going on.
1: Yeah, but, you know, like, the, so the crazy thing is you got Ken Griffith, Ken Griffith from Citadel. you got Steve Cohen from SAC Capital. You've got, um, um, shoot. Yeah, got Goldman Sachs opening offices down there. And then you've got, um... Who's the other big hedge fund guy? Um, oh, Steve. Um, ah, well, I can't remember his name. The old man. He's like 80 years old now. Oh, um, Carl Icahn. They all moved. Those, those guys all moved down to anywhere between West Palm and, and Miami. They're setting up shop. They closed their shops in New York. They said, if you want to come down, you know, you keep your salary the same. If you don't want to come, God bless you. Because New New York is killing people with taxes. And and so that's, that's just a sliver, right? So the whole podcast, like I said, by the Wall Street Journal, whoever it was, it was all about literally Miami wants to become the new Wall Street. They want to take business for the stock market away from Wall Street, believe it or not. And who the hell knows? They just might succeed they might they might because you could if you offer the whole thing with everything's about business down here absolutely yeah, you remember about the uh, thing that went on with my wife yep
0: businesses are protected businesses are protected you can't get those idiots that fake an injury to come down here and sue one of these companies. It ain't going to happen. Right. They actually build a shell around the business. Somebody like you or me, if we were to, I guess, if you were a worker and you slipped and you fell, that's on you. Yeah, wow. The reason you hear about some of these big lawsuits that some of these people get is because they're young. And if they really get hurt, it depends on how young they are. Because if you get hurt and you're 25 years old, you can collect all the way up to you're 75 years old. Right, right. So now that's 50 years of a settlement. That's going to take two to three years to, to 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 be settled. Right, right. You know? And, you know, she's 72. She was 72, 71. And, <laughs> come on, give me a break. They, they figure, hey, she can only work till she's 75.
1: Right. They
0: figure it out, and it's wrong to do that.
1: Yeah, but that's what they do. You know, and the other thing is, Florida has no state income tax, so... These guys these big these big guys from Wall Street, it makes all the sense in the world to move down there. You know how much money they're saving in taxes?
0: Oh, yeah, they're saving, they're saving millions of dollars.
1: Hundreds of millions. These guys are fucking billionaires. It's insane. So, New York New York's got a ha- they're going to have a problem and it's just only going to escalate and the money the money's flowing. So, I've been looking at some real estate in in Miami, you know, in those those condos and those high-rises. And um, I know they're going to come down in price eventually. I just don't know, you know, what it's going to take. But I, I, I've been looking. So, like, I get emails every couple of days from, you know, like Zillow and stuff. And everyone that I see that's priced seven, eight 800000 they were all literally bought right before COVID. 2018, 2019, 2020. At, like, at dollars Anywhere between three and five hundred thousand, and now these people are asking seven fifty, eight, eight fifty. They're out of their cotton picking minds. Oh, I know. And I know. Pe- people aren't going to buy them. You know, the real estate market's frozen. So I, I really believe, as we said a few few podcasts ago, I really believe once interest rates start to come back down, which now they're, the the futures market is looking at like. A, a Fed cut by like July next year. So what, eight, nine months from now? Um, I think once the Fed starts low on rates and the mortgage rates come down, that's when the broke the mortgage brokers are going to start be calling their people be like, hey, you know, rates come down. I don't know how much further they're going to come down. They're going to be talking to their buyers. You know, they're come down. I don't know how much further they're going to come down. And that's when we might actually start to see the real estate market pick up. But prices won't be going higher. I think prices will actually start coming down
0: yeah, they should. They really should. If they do, then
1: that's the time to come down. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm gearing for. Like I'm think, I'm thinking of I might I might go down to Miami in like April or May next year and just kind of feel stuff out, try to hook up with a, a real estate agent and kind of, you know, see maybe meet one or two and see if I like one. And uh, check it out, and just get ready. You know, because I think it's coming in a year to a year and a half, maybe two years most. And I think I could scoop up one of those. I mean, they're beautiful. They're beautiful condos in those high rises, one and two bedrooms. That I mean, they're just they're they're absolutely beautiful. The buildings are insane. The buildings have everything. They've got the pools, the marinas. They got the one the one of the one of the buildings. I got an email from yesterday. It's a, it was a one-bedroom, 700 and, 700 and something thousand. Uh, the gym is three levels, dude. They've got a three-story gym in the building. Oh, my God. That's insane.
0: Yeah, well, they need something like that because it's a high-rise.
1: Yeah, and there's so many people. I mean, the, the, when I had the, when I had the, the uh, penthouse in Jersey, we had a, a gym, but it was a one-level gym, you know? You See, this, this thing's got three, and I was in a big building, man. It was thirty stories. I don't know how many hundreds of people lived there, but uh, this, this, all the buildings down there are, are compared to New York. Everything's new. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they ain't new, they've been built like in the last twenty years. Okay, in, in New York, you know what it's like. A lot of the stuff is old. The infrastructure's old, built in the seventies and shit.
0: So it's all. Plus, New York is
1: getting raped. Yeah. You know it's
0: crazy, man. Times are crazy today.
1: Yeah. So, um. Oh, dude, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't get to see any of the uh, football right. games this weekend. Did you?
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we finally won one. The Giants, now they're all talking again.
1: Oh, I know. I, I did see that. I didn't see the game. I seen it online. They, they got that new quarterback, DeVito, or some crap.
0: Yeah, he's been in there for a couple of weeks, but let me tell you something. It's funny, because I, I belong to a couple of uh, uh, groups, Facebook groups, and uh, to list, to listen to them is, to listen to these armchair Co- coaches uh, and I guess maybe wannabe players and stuff. I, I don't. I don't say much. Anything. I just sit back and I. I, I think it's funny because sometimes I could get things I could use for business. Regarding for out loud the way these guys come in. But the Giants finally won. Yeah. They finally won a game. It's going to take them a couple of years if they do it right, and they knew. You know, everybody wants a complete, immediate turnaround. Everybody forgets, I think, Danny Jones, Daniel Jones,
1: was the last person picked in the draft. No shit. Was he really? Uh, Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't know what people were expecting from him, but... (laughs) Right? I remember,
0: I remember, I don't know if you go this far back, do you remember when Phil Sims came into the
1: league? Oh yeah,
0: when Phil Sims came into the league, they wanted to kill him. They wanted he would never win a Super Bowl. He had a raggy arm. He always got hurt. They never. And like three or four years later,
1: <laughs> it was Phil Sims
0: winning some Super Bowls.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. He got it together. Well, it's not just the quarterback either. It's the whole team, right? From the coaching yeah, staff down.
0: that's why I think of reality I want a reality show where they take somebody like me that put 20 some odd years of coaching and then then they turn around and they say okay now we're going to put you in with the Cleveland Browns (laughs) we want you to coach with the Cleveland Browns we'll pay you we're only going to pay you a million dollars okay and then we don't have to hire a, 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 a coach full time, and you can go in and you can run the team.
1: Right? right. That'd be ta- that'd be phenomenal.
0: I need bodyguards. <laughs> right. Because these, they never get benched. You know, they don't get yanked out of a game. If you do, they get pissed off and they go to the locker room and leave. Right. You know, it's it's just a different. You got to realize who you have coming up is the same mentality that they don't put, they don't want to get hurt. Right, right. If, if there's no more Ray Lewis's, you don't see Ray Lewis or Lawrence Taylor anymore.
1: No, no. You don't see Mike Singletary anymore from the
0: from the Chicago Bears or Dick Buckus. You don't see any of those guys anymore. No. If you do I, you see what's his name uh and, and he was good I forget he, the brothers played he was a, he, he was a great player. He retired now, but his brother plays for the Steelers mm. um, I forget but he, he, a good player, but nowhere near the caliber of a defensive end. Or somebody like what's his name that played for the Giants, uh, Michael Strahan.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Okay, Strahan was good. Yep. Okay, you, you you don't you get guys now
2: that they
0: have defenses actually geared around their defensive ends getting a bunch of sacks. Right, right. So the, the whole game has changed. Yeah. It never used to be like it is today, but yeah,
1: I, d- I have my... How about the... I didn't see any of the college games. Did, did, I didn't even look. Did Notre Dame win? I didn't even look. Oh, wow. I, I think Bama won
0: 49 to some... I, I didn't even keep on watching the game. I turned the game on. I said, no, this is ridiculous.
1: Yeah, they play some small school, though, right?
0: They do. They, they don't have a... They really don't have a hard schedule but people forget that bama has so much talent on the team that half the team that started leaves every year.
1: Yeah. And then Georgia what was Georgia Georgia still won. What, what one of them was one of them was close was it Georgia or was it Ohio State? I think it was Ohio State. Yeah, they won by like 7, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't I, I or was it Michigan? I don't know. Michigan too. Yeah, Michigan too, right? I mean, I think yeah. Georgia's gonna end up winning it again, but who knows? I think this weekend, I think is Michigan is Michigan and Ohio State, ain't it? Yeah, I yeah. think so. I'd like to watch that game for sure. Yeah,
0: I wouldn't mind it. I get them all. I, I just I go through. Uh, I got it set up so I can just flip through the games.
1: Yeah. Oh hey, uh, the guy got back to me from Drift. Um, yeah. This, he checked. He got back to me today. He checked yesterday with his team, and he said they're gonna roll. Uh, what was his actual words? It's gonna roll out mid next week. There'll All be. Right. S- he said there'll be something um, uh, in the interface to use. So I, I don't even think we'll be like. I don't even think we'll be testing. I think they're just gonna roll it right out. So. Um, we'll see, but I'm going to get you up and running this weekend for sure. Um, okay. and, and that way you could kind of see what it's like now. And then if they hit there, if they get it done next, you know, say next Wednesday or Thursday, then you'll okay. see, all right, is there really a difference? You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. So, yeah. but I'll get you up and running this weekend. Right. Um, so yeah, so I just wanted to get back to, to business here. Um, so the SAF, I don't know if I'm sure you know, Binance is, is the largest exchange in crypto, um, yep. I used to, you know, I always used Binance, um, and then as Americans, we weren't allowed to use it, and they created a subsidiary subsidiary called Binance.us, so I used to use that. And then there was a lot of rumblings in the industry after FTX went down that Binance was doing some shady, shady shit, so I stopped, right, and uh, I've, I've been using Kraken. Well, they, an- they announced a lawsuit against, the government announced a lawsuit yesterday against Kraken, Kraken has already paid them like 30 or 40 million in fines a year ago, but they're coming after them again because they're not a registered exchange. Um and neither was Binance or none of them. None of them are registered exchanges, right? So the government's going after them and, and, and fining them like crazy. But so Binance, there was a lot of rumblings that he was doing a lot of illegal stuff. So it came out with a settlement today, dude. They got the the SEC is finding them 1.8 billion in fines. <laughs> right? 2.5 billion for sanctions. I don't even know what that is. So, what is that? 4.3 billion dollars they got to pay. The owner, who calls himself CZ, he was fined 50 million and he can't be involved with Binance for the next 3 years. Wow. And in the press release, the Department of Justice they mentioned that Binance was allowing terrorism groups like Hamas and others. They mentioned it several times, right, throughout the press release. And this all goes back to what Elizabeth Warren is doing, what we talked about last time, that she was saying that the the Hamas funded their terrorist attack against Israel with 400 and some odd million dollars. And then we found out it was all bullshit, right? Because the blockchain is an open ledger for the world to see. So this all comes back down to her, the United States government, and what they ultimately want to do is they want to stop self-custody. So they want to know that, you know, whenever they're they're going to force, I don't know if it's going to happen this year, five years, 10 years, but it's going to come. They're going to force every single wallet, right? If you will not download a wallet in America, they're going to force the wallet to be, okay, you got to do your KYC. You got to do your Know Your Client. You're going to have to upload your driver's license. You got to give them your fucking DNA and your blood, right? And then they'll say, oh, every time Kid Crypto makes a a transfer, they'll be able to see it if they so chose. Just like you can using PayPal or Cash App or any of the other services, your bank. So that's what it's going to come down to. They don't want you to have control, right? They don't want you to have self-custody. If you run a lightning node, for example, or any other type node, it's going to be the same thing. You're going to have to do KYC. And that's, it's going to come. And these people on Twitter, that are saying, oh, that'll never happen. They don't know what they're talking about because the United States government is a lot bigger than crypto, right? So that's what's going to happen. If you're going to want to do crypto in America, you're going to have to do KYC. I think it's coming. That sucks. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is, right? It's not the worst thing in the world. Um, it's not the greatest thing in the world. The what is great about crypto is you don't you can wherever you go in the world you can use it, right? So you don't have to stay in America. If you know if you got that much wealth and you want to use it that much and you want your freedom to move your money as much as that, then you leave the country and you go live somewhere else, right? Go, oh yeah, go live in England or Italy or Switzerland or wherever. So. Um, you you know you can only fight it so much the government is so much stronger you know we got uh, on twitter there's you know what they call the bitcoin maxis right these guys are out of their cotton picking mind they're they keep going around saying the united states dollar is going to have hyperinflation that it's going to have a complete total collapse and that bitcoin's going to become the world's reserve currency it's like are you on crack I said in my brain for that to ha- that's going to take hundreds of years to happen not for nothing. You're going to have to have every other country their currency collapse before the dollar completely collapses, right? The euro, the euro market is larger than the the US dollar market first of all, right? So that would have to collapse before the US dollar collapse because the US dollar is the world's reserve of currency. And we have something called the United States military. We're not going to sit idly by the United States government's not going to sit there and say, "Oh, okay, Bitcoin. Yeah, you become the world's reserve currency." We've gone to war over a lot less than money, <laughs> right? Yeah. So yeah, they, they don't. They don't
0: come. They go through all of these. Uh, what the heck do they call them? Uh, I can't think of the word. Some type of. Uh, what what the, the way they think is just outrageous.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, not. Re- you know, and I, I, and I don't think it's age because you've got guys that are, you know, in their 50s saying, uh, ex-Wall Street guys, matter of fact, saying, yeah, the United States dollar is going to collapse and stuff. Like, what, what fantasy are you living in? First of all, it's already collapsed, right? It's gone from a purchasing power of a $1 dollar 100 years ago to 94, 95, 96 cents, or uh, 4, 5, 6 cents today. It's collapsed 95% in the last 100 years. So how much more can it collapse? and i get yeah, it right. eventually it's going to eventually yes but we're not going to sit there idly and let it happen for sure the treasury and the united states government won't do it so they're they're i think they live in a fantasy land honestly i, I know people that can't even remember when bubble gum
0: was a penny <laughs> right okay. or when we went and there were fights when I when I, I remember when I bought my 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 uh, Roadrunner, uh, that thing was great for two years, man. I had a blast with it. Then I had to wait online for gas. No oh, god. And then I went. Then I waited online for gas, and then they had to change it to odd and even numbers.
1: Yep. Yep.
0: Okay. Well, people weren't around when that happened. That
1: was never supposed to happen. Right. They went crazy when gas went over a
0: hundred, a dollar. Mm-hmm. When gas went over a dollar, there were literally fights in almost every gas station just to get the gas.
1: Yeah, now it's uh, three fifty.
0: Yeah, and down here it's going back down to three bucks. Ridiculous. It's real. It was the the. It, I think it was three eighty nine, three ninety. Now. Diesel, remember everybody. Diesel was supposed. To. There's no difference between the way you refine diesel and gas. Right. You don't. You don't need. You don't need shit. There's
1: nothing. There's nothing different. Okay. Diesel is diesel. Gas is gas. It doesn't cost any more or less. They're charging you three ninety nine for diesel and three oh five for gas. There you go.
0: And we just let it go. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Everything is like... You know what they did down here in Walmart? What? At one point in time, Walmart, when this whole crap started, Walmart was charging $17 for 36 eggs. Holy smokes. Oh, yeah. Somebody had to report them because it only went on for about three or four days maybe a week. It went on for about a week because I said, they can't do that. And I went in, I went in to talk to a manager and then next thing you
1: know, it was back down to like $1.80. Price gouging. Oh, big time. man! I, nothing ever became of that. So, uh, what it, Wal- Walmart came out, their earnings, um, what was it, late last week. And they said that their their um, their customer flow or whatever they call it uh, was, was weaker than expected. So you've got, now you've got inflation hurting the low and middle class that shop at Walmart. And then the wealthy are not reverting to shop at Walmart yet. They're still spending their money at the high end shops, right? So who Walmart caters low and mid middle, right? And then the the wealthy people that are hella cheap, they go to Walmart. well, the dynamics are not bringing the wealthy to Walmart. You understand? The wealthy are still shopping at their expensive stores, but now the all this inflation's hurting the middle and low, and now Walmart's taking it, and so is Target. They're feeling it. Yeah. So that that, that that's that's the that's a that's a major sign that there's a problem within the economy, right? Oh yeah. And yeah. then I read today that, uh, the amount of people that. It's 17% of the American workforce have a loan out against their 401k plan. That's up over 20% since, the, since before inflation started. Um, and you've got 58% of the American uh, workforce. It was something else with 401k plans. Um, but they're all saying the, the reason that they're taking out loans against their 401k is to meet housing expenses, whether it's rent or mortgage, and to eat. So they're not taking a, you know a, a loan against their 401k because you know they want to buy a car or put an addition on their home or whatever. It's just to get by. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. The high, it's never been, it's never been this high, they said, according to the article.
0: Yeah, if they had that, you know, I could see doing that and getting the money to start a business.
1: Yeah, they're not even doing that.
0: They're not even doing that
1: it's anymore. Just to get by on essentials. Yeah, okay. So a couple, so a few weeks ago, as you know, I, I sent out a tweet and then and, and, and Miss Natoshi picked it up and it was centered on... Um, the, the coming Bitcoin ETF and how the, ca- the, the money will flow into it, right? Um, that, you know, um, it's not going to be all at once, right? And it'll be one, I, I laid it out like one to three years, it'll be about 1% of, of people's portfolios will be allocated to it. And then four to five or six years, it'll bump it to two, two and a half percent. And then after that, eventually go to five, maybe 6%. And I had laid it all out in the tweet, um, and I had said that um, the, the registered investment advisors and stockbrokers, they will be incentivized by the companies they work at to pitch this a uh, Bitcoin ETF, right? So if they sell a mutual fund and they make a 1% commission, the the, the, the broker um, or the company will tell the brokers, say, look, pitch this Bitcoin ETF, and we're gonna give you 2% commission, right? So double the commission or 1.5%, you know, 50% higher commission. So they're going to be incentivized to tell their clients, look, let's put a small percentage of your portfolio into this Bitcoin ETF. So that's how it's all going to play out, right? So I had sent that tweet a few weeks ago. And then the other day, dude, literally a ex-BlackRock, so BlackRock is one of the companies, filed, for the, they got $9 trillion under management. They are the largest money manager in the world. They filed for a Bitcoin ETF. They're waiting for approval. An ex-director, From BlackRock came out the other day and said he sees in the short term, which would be say one to three years 200 billion dollars coming into the Bitcoin ETF Alliance Bernstein, which is another huge mutual fund company Their executive came out and said he sees 650 billion coming into the Bitcoin ETF in the short term. So That literally those guys literally back up what I say because of all registered investment advisors and stockbrokers out there, there's 48 trillion dollars being managed by registered investment advisors and stockbrokers, and I said over the short term, one percent's going to come in. Well, what's one percent of 48 trillion? 480 billion dollars, which right, which is right between the two, pretty much right between the two and a 650 billion. So, these guys backed up what I said in my tweet a few weeks ago. Um, That does not include that 48 trillion, does not include the uh, clients like at E Trade and um, you know, E Trade and Charles Schwab, where they're like, you know, they make the decisions on their own, they don't have a, a broker there trying to manage their money. That 48 trillion does not include that. That 48 trillion is literally just from registered investment advisors and stockbrokers. So well, let's put the, all that in context. This is going to be nuts when I tell you this. So I had said that in the tweet. These guys confirm it, right? So let's put the numbers in. There's never going to be more than 21 million Bitcoin, as we know, right? Nine, approximately 19 million has been mined. The next 2 million won't, be comp- won't all be, you know, it, gets, it comes out every day. Some is released. But it's going to take another 120 some odd years to get the last 2 million, Okay, so let's forget about that. We got 19 million already mined. Approximately 4 million have been lost, meaning someone put it on a device somewhere and they no longer have their seed phrase, right? And they got a new device. They The, the old one broke or they lost it. They get, a new, they get a new device. They download a wallet. They can't get into their old wallet because they don't have their seed phrase. 4 million lost forever. So you got from 19 million minus 4 is 15 million, right? You've got... 13 million of the 15 million is in self-custody like me. So I have my, de- I don't put, keep my Bitcoin on an exchange. It's not for sale. I can send it to the exchange to sell it, but I don't want to, right? So 13 of the 15 million is self-custody, right? Um, of the of the 15 million, right? 80% of that 15 million is in profit. At 35, dollars $36,000, of the people that hold Bitcoin, it's in a profit. So you're not, you have no reason to really sell it, right? Because if this bull run is just beginning, why would I even want to sell it now, right? So the only Bitcoin that's sitting on exchanges is 1.8 million Bitcoin, approximately 1.8 million Bitcoin. And you could, it's all right there on the internet for you to find, right? Because the the blockchain is an open ledger. So you've got 1.8 million on exchanges, theoretically for sale right now. And you've got $480 billion, approximately, going to be fighting over 1.8 million Bitcoin. So I don't even know what is... I'd have to get a calculator because I don't know what 1.8 million Bitcoin is. Let's see. Uh, 1.8 million... Times, let's say, times, uh, we'll go 35,000. Okay, so 1.8 million Bitcoin at 35,000 is worth $63 billion. So you've got 480 billion coming in, fighting over $63 million worth of stuff. What do you think happens to the price? Yeah, it's gone. Going. <laughs> it's going, dude. It's, 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 it's just fucking math. It's just math. So it, it, you cannot stop it. The, Bitcoin at 35,000, Bitcoin's worth $700 billion. You've got 480 billion coming. That's what? Three quarters of, the, three quarters. of its value today. And that's only oh, be fighting over 1.8 million Bitcoin, which is $63 billion worth. Holy smokes. I'm not saying it, it, it's not, not going to happen overnight. And when they approve the ETF, I wouldn't doubt if you see a sell-off, right? Because it's, you know, it's the buy the rumor, sell the news. But right. that's only short-term thinking. It doesn't matter. And I've been saying it all along. Long-term, long-term, think, think 10, 15, 20 years from now. It's inevitable, dude. It's going. It's going a lot higher. Oh, jeez. The only way to the only way to stop this thing, okay? The United States government could say, "That's it. Bitcoin's illegal. If you own Bitcoin, you better give it to us, like they did with gold, or you're gonna to go to jail, right? Or you have to leave the country with your Bitcoin. They could say that. And if they say it, what do you think China and Russia do? They're gonna say. Oh, yeah, really? United States you hate Bitcoin. We love it. Right? Yeah, yeah. We, 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 we're we're going to make it where every every company in our country has to accept Bitcoin. It'll be the, so you'll never stop it. The only way to stop it is to get every single country to say that's it. It's all illegal all around the world. And that's never going to happen because no yeah. they can't agree on anything. Well, yeah. They
0: can they, they can't agree
1: on anything. No, so why would they agree on that? They're not going to.
0: Not even
1: close. No, nope. and that's what go to war over that. Absolutely, and that's what's beautiful about Bitcoin. You can go anywhere in the world with it. Like a guy was saying, uh, Michael Saylor from, from MicroStrategy, he was, saying, he was saying the other day, he says, you ever try to go through an airport with a bar of gold? <laughs> He's like, yeah, if you can sneak it by the frigging people that work there, it's a pain in the ass because it's heavy, right? He's like, yeah. but you can, guess what? You can walk right... up No one would even know you got your Bitcoin on you matter of fact, he's like, you don't even need to have it on your device. All you need is your seed phrase, which could be a memory in your head. You get to where you're going, you download your wallet, you put in your seed phrase from the memory in your head, boom, there's your Bitcoin. No one could stop yeah. it. <laughs> and I never thought of it that way. That is that is a crazy way to think about it.
0: Yeah, but it's real. Yeah, but it's real, exactly. It, it's definitely doable. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. I'd go someplace if I had that much Bitcoin I'd be going someplace if they said that Oh, I would, I would, if they turned around and said in 2028 I'd turn around and say okay we're
1: out of here that's it I'd be out too man gonzo No, there ain't
0: no way I'd stay here there's a lot of people that are doing that
1: now oh I know there's, there's people going uh, all over there's people going down to, so El Salvador there's a lot of Bitcoiners going down there and I don't know about if you know about Costa Rica, but a buddy of mine lived in Costa Rica yeah. for like 12 years. Yeah, dude, is Costa Rica, he, he lived there for 12 years and he married a girl from there. And uh, he's like, dude, he goes, they have everything we have. He's like, Walmart, Intel, McDonald's. Um, she worked at, I don't know what it was, uh, T-Mobile, I think she worked at down there. Like, the, he said the middle class is huge. It's a huge middle class country. And yeah, uh, they, Huh? I I I used to. Uh, I had guys working for me out of Costa Rica when I was into
0: doing all the phone calls and stuff. Oh no shit. Oh yeah, they would call. They uh, I asked them where they were. They said I really can't say. And I'm like, well, what do you mean you can't say? Well, you know, blah 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 blah. And then on the side, they would say, dude, you got to come here to Costa Rica. I said, like, what? Where are you? Oh, yeah, man, we're in Costa Rica. It's beautiful here, man.
1: Yeah, he said that... That's
0: what the United States should be.
1: Yep. He said that... um, So he lived down on the Pacific side, because the other side is the the Caribbean side, right? Uh, He said the Caribbean side is humid. The Pacific side is much drier. He lived there because the waves are better, because he liked to surf. And then he met a girl. He was living there, and he owned a restaurant and an apartment building... um, because he's like, he's like, I went down there with a little bit of money, but it went so far. I started scooping stuff up, like real estate. And then he's like, I met a girl that grew up in the capital. It's like San Jose or San Juan or some shit. And that's up high. It's like on top of like a mountain range. And it sits between, I think he said, two active volcanoes. Um, but he's like, it is literally, it goes every day, it's 72 degrees, 73, 74 degrees. At night, it gets into the upper 50s, mid 50s. No one has air conditioning. You leave your doors open. He's like, there's no bugs whatsoever. And he's like, it it was, he says, literally, it was the closest thing I've ever seen to paradise. And it's a city of 2.5 million people. And he's like, there's hardly any crime. Because middle class is like 95% of the people. So he's like, there's hardly any crime. And he absolutely loved it, but unfortunately, you know, his marriage went for whatever. They were young, you know, and his marriage went to shit and stuff. Yes. <laughs> you know, and he ended up coming back to America. But he was there for like ten or twelve years, and he said he absolutely loved it. Yeah,
0: you know, I always wanted to know why Linda told me that when she was in Hawaii there were no bugs.
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's just it. The humidity brings the bugs. If you have dry. It's less bugs, but I guess if it's too dry, you could be like desert where you get like all the snakes and stuff. So it, yeah, I don't know
0: why. I said she said yeah. You figure even with with the fruit and the flowers and everything else. She said no, there were no mosquitoes.
1: Yeah, that's what he said. And he's like, and the other thing about Costa Rica, you don't get any hurricanes. Did you know that they've never had a hurricane? So what? You're so close to the equator. That, you know, the the earth is not a, a, a perfect sphere, right? It's kind of bulges. So along the equator is the zone that no hurricanes go. And so as they start to approach that area where Costa Rica is, they break up all the time. He's like, you could get bad weather, of course, but he's like, it's not a full-blown hurricane. Damn. I had no idea. I'm like, man, one day I'd love to go visit that place just to see it. Yeah, I... <laughs> If I was
0: younger, I would be there.
1: And I, th- I think it's a dollar-based, a U.S. dollar-based economy as well, if I remember correctly. Wow. A lot of people did that. The guy was
0: telling me. He says, I have buddies here. He says, yeah, they'd be looking for work, but the inflation was low. He said, and everybody, you know, pricing and everything is legit. Uh, he, th- he said the same thing about crime. He said, "There's a lot of middle class here," and this was a few years back.
1: Yep. So wow. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. You huh. should you should Google it and kind of see. It's it's pretty fascinating. I did look at, look up when he was telling me about the weather. I looked it up. I was like, "Damn, he's right." Every all year round, it's like you know low to mid seventies during the day, and you know mid fifties at night. Perfect, like sleeping weather.
0: Yeah, it's like that down here now.
1: Yeah, yeah. But it's only down there for so many months. Down there in Costa Rica, it's all year. Literally all year. Oh,
0: wow. So. You, people, uh, you sleep with the windows open here
1: now? Yeah, oh, absolutely.
0: That's a beautiful down
1: here. All right, man, let's wrap it up. So, um, as I say all the time, no man should have the power to make money for free that another man has to work for. That's right. I hear you, brother. All right, man. I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Bye-bye. Ciao.